topic 2.14 process of blasting the blasting is carried out by hand drilling as follows one the blast holes of required depths and diameters are made with jumpers dippers and scraping spoons the small quantity of water is added at intervals to make the rock soft and to convert dust into paste such paste is easily removed by scraping spoons two the blast holes are cleaned they are made dry by rotating a small iron rod with a rag or a piece of dry cloth tied at its ends after a few rotations the rod is taken out three the charge of gunpowder or dynamite is placed at the bottom of the hole a priming needle which is a thin copper rod is placed in position it is to be coated with grease so as to make its withdrawal easy four the remaining portion of blast hole is filled in layers with dry sandy clay murum or anti hill earth each layer is to be rammed and tamped hard the ramming is done by a brass tamping bar when tamping is being done the priming needle is frequently turned so that it can be easily removed when the hole is completely filled up 5 when the tamping operation is finished the priming needle is taken out slowly by frequent turning leaving a long narrow hole and it is filled with gunpowder or dynamite as shown 6 a fuse is inserted in the hole and it is kept projecting outside the hole to a length of about 600 mm to 900 mm thus a link is formed between the fuse at top and charge of explosive at bottom the detonators are used when explosive is dynamite for this purpose the required length of the safety fuse is cut straight from the safety fuse coils with the help of a sharp knife or fuse cutter then the freshly cut end of the fuse is gently inserted into the detonator till it touches the charge in the detonator tube the open end of the cap of the detonator is then gently compressed with nippers to grip the fuse securely in position the dynamite cartridge is opened at one end and a hole is made in the center in charge with the help of brass needle the detonator is inserted into the hole in dynamite cartridge the paper of the cartridge is closed up and it is secured secured firmly round the fuse immediately above the detonator with the help of wire or twine that is strong string or cord formed from two or more threads of hemp cotton or the like twisted together this is known as the primer cartridge and it is gently inserted in the blast hole so that the free end of the fuse is outside the hole 7 the free end of the fuse is fired this can be done either with a match or with electricity the firing by electricity has the following advantages a it ensures safety because the firing operation can be done from a great distance from the site b it results in saving of time and labor c the firing is simultaneous and hence the efficiency of explosives is greatly increased thereby making the operation economical d it is useful for firing fuse under water or in wet places
E. It is possible to arrange for proper signaling so as to avoid the occurrence of accidents. F. There is no danger of misfire. 8. The explosion takes place and rock is disintegrated into small blocks. A good blast produces a dull sound. Such blocks are collected and taken for further treatment. 2.15 Precautions in Blasting Following precautions are to be taken in the process of blasting to avoid the occurrence of serious accidents. 1. Failure of Explosion Sometimes a charge fails to explode due to any reason. In such a case, a fresh blast hole is made near the hole that has failed and the process of blasting is repeated. The fresh blast hole should not be too near the failed hole. In many cases, the explosion of fresh blast hole will also explode the charge of failed blast hole. And in such a case, it may result into a serious accident. 2. Line of least resistance the rocks contain fissures, cracks, faults, or bedding planes. When explosion occurs, the gases are formed. If blast hole is tamped sufficiently hard, it will not be possible for the gases to come out through blast hole. In such a case, the gases will follow the line of path which offers the least resistance. Such a line is known as the line of least resistance or LLR. In practice, the LLR is taken as the shortest distance between the center of charge and nearest rock surface. The length of LLR plays an important part in determining the quantity of explosive required in the process of blasting and hence it should be carefully decided. 3. Needle and Tamper These should be made of copper, brass or bronze and not of steel. A spark is formed when steel strikes the rock. Hence, if there are of steel, premature explosion will take place and it may result into a serious accident. 4. Notice of Blasting Nobody should be allowed to enter the area where blasting is being done. The notices are visible signs such as red flags should be placed at suitable places along the periphery of such area. It is desired to avoid the blasting operations late in evenings or early in mornings. The fixed hours of blasting operations should be made known to the public. 5. Retreat to a distance. The fuse adopted should be such that a worker can retreat to a safe distance after firing it. For large-scale work, the whistles or sirens may be used to warn the workers to go to a safe place before explosion takes place. 6. Seepage of water. If water is entering the blast hole, the charge of explosive should be placed in thin iron plate or in waterproof paper. 7. Skilled Supervision The work of blasting should be entrusted only to trained and experienced persons. The responsible person should ascertain the fact that the charges exploded are equal to charges fired with the number of explosions heard. 8. Story the explosives should be stored very carefully. They should be placed in specially constructed building known as the magazine or storehouse. The precautions to be taken for storing of explosives can be enumerated as follows. 1. In case of failure of electric power, only torches should be used for lightning. If required and in no use, the flame lantern should be used. Two. 
No outsiders should be permitted to enter the magazine campus and the authorized persons must wear magazine shoes or shoes with no nails. 3. The detonators should be kept entirely away from other explosives. 4. The different explosives should be placed in separate boxes. 5. The electric wiring must be concealed for lightning purpose and it should be frequently checked by competent persons and open and loose wiring of any temporary nature should not be allowed 6 the explosives should be handled gently and they should not be thrown or dropped in any case 7 the firing or smoking should be strictly prohibited within a radius of 50 meters from the magazine 8 the magazine should be located away from residential buildings important structures public places and places of fuel storage 9 The magazine should be protected by a high barred wire fencing on its boundary with caution boards and watchmen should guard it round the clock. Then the magazine should be protected from the lightning and thoroughly efficient lightning conductors should be provided one at each end of magazine. 11 The storehouse should be always locked and the key should be kept in the safe custody of the responsible person. 12 under no circumstances the magazine should be constructed within a distance of 0.5 km from any working tin or furnace 13 under no circumstances the magazine should be opened during or on the approach of a thunderstorm and no person should remain in the vicinity of the magazine during such storm 2.16 machines for quarrying a list of machines commonly employed in quarrying name of the machine cable waste and rope waste it is used to hoist and transport stones channelers it is used to form long narrow channels in the rock so as to take out massive blocks of stones crushers it is used to break large stones into small sizes drilling machines It is used to drill blast holes. Molding machines. It is used to form moldings on stones. Polishing machines. It is used to polish the surface of stones. Pulley blocks and cranes. It is used to lift stones. Saws. It is used to cut stones into desired shapes and sizes. Screens. It is used to sort out stones according to the sizes and grades. Tipping wagons, cars, dumpers, etc. It is used to transport the materials from quarry. The ma- machines are required in quarrying operations for the following purposes: to cut stone in required sizes, to dress stones, to form channels in rock, to lift large blocks of stones, to polish the stone surfaces, to prepare blast holes, to screen the material according to size and grade, to transport the material from quarry at suitable place, etc. 2.17 dressing of stones the stones after being quarried are to be cut into suitable sizes and suitable surfaces this process is known as the dressing of stones and it is carried out for the following purposes to get the desired appearance from stone work to get the transport from quarry easy and economical to suit to the requirements of stone masonry to take advantage of local men near quarry who are trained for such type of work etc 
with respect to the place of work the dressing can be divided into two types namely quarrying dressing and side dressing at the quarry place the stones are roughly dressed to secure the following advantages one at quarry site it is possible to get cheap labor for the process of dressing of stones two it is possible to sort out stones for different works if quarrying dressing is practiced Three, the irregular and rough portions of the stone are removed, which decreases the weight of stone, and it also facilitates easy transportation of the stones. Four, the natural bed surface of stones can be made predominant during the quarry dressing. Five, the stones which quarried freshly contain quarry sap, and hence they are comparatively soft and can be easily dressed. Following are the varieties of finishes obtained by dressing of stones 1 aged finish the surfaces of hard stones such as granite are dressed by means of an axe such a finish is termed as axe finish 2 boasted or drove finish in this type of finish the boasted is used to make non continuous parallel marks on the stone surface these marks may be horizontal inclined or vertical a boasted is a chisel having an edge of width about 60 mm 3 chisel drawn margins in order to obtain uniform joints in stone work the margins are placed which may be either squared or pitched or chamfered 4 circular finish in this type of finish the surface of stone is made round or circular as in case of column Five dragged or combed finish. In this type of finish, a drag or a comb, which is a piece of steel with a number of teeth, is rubbed on the surface in all directions, and surface is obtained. This finish is suitable for soft stones only. Six for road finish. In this type of finish, a margin of about twenty millimeter width is sunk on all the edges of stone, and the central portion is made to project about fifteen millimeter. A number of vertical or horizontal grooves, about ten millimeter wide, are formed in this projected portion. This finish is generally adopted to make the coins prominent. Seven molded finish. The surface of stone can be molded in any desired shape so as to improve the appearance of the work. The moldings can be made either by hand or machine. 8. Hammer dressing finish. In this type of finish, the stones are made roughly square or rectangular by means of valer's hammer. The hammer dressed stones have no sharp or irregular corners and have comparatively even surface so as to fit well in masonry 9 plain finish in this type of finish the surface of the stone is made approximately smooth with a saw or with a chisel 10 polished finish the surface of the stone such as marbles granites etc can be polished either with hand or with machine 11 punched machine On the stone surface the depressions are made by using a punch the surface of the stone takes the form of a series of hollows and ridges 12 rectangular finish this type of finish represents a net like appearance 
A margin about 20 mm wide is marked on the edges of stone and irregular sinking are made on the enclosed surface. A margin about 10 mm wide is provided around the irregular shaped sinking. Having a depth of about 5 mm, a pointed tool is used to put the marks on the sunk surface so as to present a pork marked appearance. 13 rubbed finish this type of finish is obtained by rubbing a piece of stone with the surface or by rubbing the surface with the help of a suitable machine the water and sand are freely used to accelerate the process of rubbing 14 scabling finish in this type of finish the irregular projections are removed with a scabling hammer and in this way the stones are roughly dressed 15 tool finish The stone surface is finished by means of chisel and parallel continuous marks either horizontal or inclined or vertical are left on the surface 16 self faced or rock faced or quarry faced finish some stones as obtained from the quarry process smooth surface and they can be directly placed on work such a stone surface is termed as self faced or rock faced or quarry faced finish 17 sunk finish this finish is obtained by sinking the surface below the original level in the form of wide grooves chamfers inclined surfaces etc 18 vermiculated finish this finish is just similar to reticulated type except that the sinking are more curved this finish prevents a worm eaten appearance 2.18 deterioration of stones the stones with exposed faces are acted upon by various atmospheric and external agencies so as to cause their deterioration following are the causes of decay of stones one alternate wetness and drying the stones are made wet by various agencies such as rain frost dew etc such wet surfaces is dried by sunshine It is found that stones subjected to such alternate wetness and drying wear out quickly. 2 frost. In hill stations or very cold places, the moisture present in the atmosphere is deposited in pores of stones. At freezing point, the moisture freezes and in doing so, it expands in volume and causes the splitting of stone. 3 impurities in atmosphere. The atmosphere contains various impurities which have adverse effects on stones. For instance, the acids and fumes are predominant in an industrial town. These impurities act on carbonate of lime and cause the deterioration of stone. 4. Living organisms. Some living organisms like worms and bacteria act upon stones and deteriorate them. These organisms make holes in stones and thus weaken them. they also secrete organic acids which have a corrosive action on stone minerals five movement of chemicals if stones of different varieties such as limestone and sandstone are used side by side in the same structure the chemicals formed by the action of atmospheric agencies on one variety may move on other and cause the deterioration of that other for instance If sandstone is placed below limestone 
the chemicals brought down from the limestone by rain or any other reason will cause decay of the sandstone in a similar way if granular limestone and magnesium limestone are used together the granular limestone may deteriorate due to the absorption of magnesium sulfate from magnesium limestone 6 nature of mortar the nature of mortar used as a binding material in stone masonry may be such that it may react chemically with any one of the constituents of stones and thus it may lead to the disintegration of stones 7 rainwater the action of rainwater on stones is twofold physical and chemical the rain wets the surface of stone and it is dried by sunshine such alternate wetness and drying result in the disintegration of stone this is the physical action of rainwater the rainwater as it descends through the atmosphere to the surface of earth absorbs carbon dioxide hydrogen sulfide and other gases present in the atmosphere these gases act adversely on stones and they cause decay of stones this is the chemical action of rainwater 8 temperature variations the rise of temperature results in expansion of stones the fall of temperature causes contraction of stones if rise and fall of temperatures are frequent the stones are easily deteriorated because of the setting up of internal stresses 9 vegetable growth the creepers and certain trees develop on stone surface with their roots in joints between stones such roots attract moisture and keep the stone surface damp at the same time they try to expand such actions then accelerate the decay of stones 10 wind the wind contains fine particles of dust if it is blowing with high velocity such particles will strike against the stone surface and thus the stones will be decayed the wind also allows rain water to enter pores of stones with force such water on freezing expands and splits the stones 2.19 retardation of decay of stones following precautions should be taken to retard the decay action of weathering agencies on the stones one compact siliceous stones it is desirable to use only compact siliceous stones for the external surfaces of important buildings these stones must have a dense crystalline texture the use of sandstone cemented with siliceous building material should be made and use of limestones or sandstones with open texture should be avoided for the external surfaces in industrial towns 2 external rendering for ordinary buildings the external rendering such as pointing or plastering should be given to the stone surface at the same time of construction three joints all the joints in the stone masonry should be completely filled in so as to have a sound and solid structure without hollows or cavities four natural bed the stones should be placed in position on the natural beds five qualities of stones the use of finished polished and well dressed stones should be preferred to the rough stones six seasoned stones the freshly quarried stones contain quarry sap 
which accelerates the decaying action and hence such stones should be seasoned for a sufficient time by exposing them before they are placed in position 7 site of stones it is advisable to employ large size stones as far as possible to minimize the number of joints which are signs of weakness and through which the water or moisture gets easy entry 8 washing with water the exposed stone surface should be kept as clean as possible and for this purpose it should be washed with water at regular intervals 2.20 preservation of stones the decay of building stones of inferior quality is to some extent prevented if they are properly preserved for this purpose the preservatives are applied on the stone surfaces an ideal preservative has the following properties it does not allow moisture to penetrate the stone surface it does not develop objectionable color it hardens sufficiently so as to resist effects due to various atmospheric agents it is easily penetrated in stone surface it is economical it is non corrosive and harmless it remains effective for a long time after drying its application on stone surface is easy it should however be remembered that there is not a single preservative which is suitable for all types of stones the choice of preservatives therefore requires careful consideration depending upon the chemical composition of stones and their location in structure a particular preservative should be recommended each case should be properly studied before a final choice is made following are the preservatives which are commonly adopted to preserve the stones one coal tar if coal tar is applied on stone surface it prevents it preserves stone but the color of coal tar produces objectionable appearance and surface coated with coal tar absorbs heat of the sun hence this preservative is not generally adopted because it spoils the beauty of stones two linseed oil this preservative may be used either as raw linseed oil or boiled linseed oil the raw linseed oil does not disturb the original shape of stone but it requires frequent renewal usually once in a year the boiled linseed oil lasts for a long period but it makes the stone surface dark 3 paint an application of paint on stone surface serves as preservative the paint charges the original color of stone it is applied under pressure if deep penetration is required 4 paraffin This preservation may be used alone or it may be dissolved in naphtha and then applied on stone surface. It changes the original color of stone. 5 solution of alum and soap. The alum and soft soap are taken in proportion of about 0.7 n and 0.5 n respectively and they are dissolved in a liter of water. The solution when applied on stone surface acts as preservative. Six solution of barita. A solution of barium hydroxide, when applied on stone surface, acts as preservative. This preservative is used when the decay of stone is mainly due to calcium sulfate. Following chemical reaction takes place. BaOH taken twice plus CaSO4 equal to BaSO4 plus CaOH taken twice. 
The barium sulfate is insoluble and it is least affected by atmospheric agencies. The calcium hydroxide absorbs carbon dioxide from atmosphere and forms calcium carbonate which adds to the strength of stone. 2.21 Artificial Stones These are also known as the cast stones or reconstructed stones. 1. Procedure for making an artificial stone Following procedure is generally adopted in making an artificial stone. 1. The natural stone is crushed into sizes less than 6 mm. 2. The stone dust is removed. 3. A mixture of 1 1 1.5 part of stones of size 3 to 6 mm and 1.5 part of stones of size less than 3 mm and one part of cement by volume is prepared. The necessary pigment to produce the desired color effect is added to the above mixture. Its proportion should not exceed 15% of cement by weight. 5. The water in required quantity is added and through mixing of material is done. The Mixture thus prepared is transferred to specially constructed molds. 7. It is allowed to harden and its surface is kept wet. The artificial stone is then ready in block form. 8. The polishing is done if required. 9. The white cement may be used in place of ordinary cement to produce color of light shade. 2. Forms of artificial stones. The artificial stones may take up various forms as follows. 1. Cement Concrete This is a moist mixture of cement, fine aggregate, coarse aggregate and water. It may be cast in situ or precast. It is widely used at present. If steel is used with cement concrete, it is also known as reinforced cement concrete or RCC construction. 2. Mosaic tiles. The precast concrete tiles with marble chips at top surface are known as the mosaic tiles. They are available in different shades and are widely adopted at present. 3. Terrazoa. This is a mixture of marble chips and cement. It is used for bathrooms, residential buildings, temples, etc. 3. Advantages of artificial stones. Following are the advantages of artificial stones. The cavities may be kept in the artificial stones. These cavities are used to convey pipes, electric wires, etc. The grooves can be kept in an artificial stone while it is being cast. These grooves are useful for fixing various fittings. It can be cast in desired shape to suit the architectural requirements. It can be made in a single piece and hence the trouble of getting large blocks of stones for lintels, beams, etc. is avoided. It can be made stronger than the natural stone. It is cheap and economical as stones of larger sizes are profitably consumed. It is equally good in resisting deterioration and disintegration caused by various atmospheric agencies like rain, frost, etc. It is more durable than the natural stone. The natural bed is absent in artificial stones and hence the question of taking precautions with regard to the natural bed of stones does not rise. Thank you.